Unity of Farmington Hills, a powerful path for spiritual living.
Welcome to our visitors. We hope you enjoy the service. I'm Lois Jones, and I'll be sharing the announcements. Please join us after service in the social hall for fellowship and refreshments. Next Sunday, there will be an interfaith volunteer caregivers presentation at 11.15 a.m. in the social hall. IBC provides assistance to older and disabled adults who need a little extra help. This is an opportunity to volunteer or to receive help for your loved ones where needed. The hospitality team training has been changed to April 2nd at 1115 in the kitchen. Please join if you, are if you are on the hospitality team or if you are interested in volunteering. On Thursday, April the 6th, some of us are volunteering at Forgotten Harvest in Oak Park from 1 o'clock to 4 p.m. Five more volunteers are needed. If you would like to be one of those five, please see Charmaine Pearson or Reverend Kelly. We're having Good Friday service on April the 7th at 6.30 p.m. Everyone is welcome. Our annual Easter egg hunt is on Saturday, April the 8th from 1 to 3 p.m. This is a community outreach event for all children inside our church and beyond. So please see Sharon Clays if you would like to volunteer to help. The church directory fundraiser for the capital campaign ends on April 2nd. Come on now, envelopes for your name, listings, and forms for business and social messages were in the handout you received from the greeters. If you didn't get one, we'll give you one, we'll get you one. Please fill out the envelope with the information you choose and turn in ASAP. You must turn in an envelope to be listed in the directory. If you choose to make a donation, please enclose it in the envelope. Donations are not required to be listed in the directory. However, we gratefully accept them. <laughs> if you make a team donation, you must still fill out an individual envelope for individual listing in the directory. Please remember that. We're still asking those of you to help us a little bit more by obtaining at least two business ads or two special messages or four business cards for the directory. The member obtaining the most business ads or messages will earn a $100 reward. Not a lot, but enough for dinner. Okay, so if you own a business or you know a business owner or patronize particular businesses, encourage them to place an ad in our directory. I've been asked, what's a special message? A special message is whatever you want to make it it's special. You can make a special message out to Reverend Kelly, you can do a tribute to the church, or you can make a congratulatory message to anyone. So keep that in mind. The envelopes and the forms may be turned in before service at the front entrance in the social or in the social hall after service. You may give them to any committee member. Our committee members are Sharon Lewis, Bonnie McNamara, Chuck Manastra, Vicar Eurista, and yours truly. Victoria Eurista. I have it, Victoria. <laughs> We're still searching for a volunteer with graphic design experience to help us with this project. If you would like to volunteer or have questions, please, please see one of the committee members. 
For donations online, click on Donate. Cap uh, donate. There is a capital campaign uh, link there. You can put your amount in, and in the column or in the box where you designate, put in directory fundraiser. Next Sunday during fellowship, we're going to have a special drawing for all the envelopes that we have received at that time. The lucky, the lucky envelope will get one year's subscription to the Daily Word. Sharon Lewis is our prayer chaplain for today. Here's Sharon over here. She will be available to pray with you after service in the sanctuary near the patio doors. Reverend Kelly always says, when service is over, get on out of here to give them, some, <laughs> to give them sacred space. <laughs> to stay abreast of our activities and upcoming events, please visit unityfh.com and check out our Facebook page or read through the newsletter. That's emailed every Friday. To receive our email blasts, go to unityfh.com and complete the form at the bottom of the page. And now as the music team sings Surely the Presence, let us prepare our hearts and minds to hear, uh, for, to hear the new member's ceremony and for our opening prayer. Thank you. Kelly Kincaid. I want to welcome those of you who are watching online and those of you who are visiting today. <clears throat> We're going to begin with our members, uh, new member ceremony, but I want to start off in prayer. So let's gently close our eyes and take a deep breath. Let your attention float down into the center of your chest. Tune into a feeling of love and openness. We're opening our hearts for those who want to be new members. You're opening your heart to become a new member. And those of us who are welcoming our new members, we're opening our hearts to receive them with love. And so as we tune into that one power, that one presence, that one activity that is the absolute expression of love and oneness, our hearts open up with a huge gratitude that we are a vibration in this spiritual community that is attracting other loving spirits 
loving personalities, loving bodies, loving human beings who are excited about the idea of co-creating a loving and compassionate spirit-filled world. And so as we acknowledge the Christ in each and every one of us, the Christ in me tunes into the Christ in each and every one of you, feeling the Holy Spirit, the Holy Energy, the Spirit that we just said is in this place. And we are grateful. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. And so it is. And so as we begin our new member ceremony, let us affirm our conviction as Unity of Farmington Hills members. We're going to start off with uh, the vision, the mission statement, and the values. We're going to do it in a responsive reading. So you'll see where it says minister, and that's me, and of course, congrega congregation would be you. And then I'll call the members up, and then we will invite them into our spiritual community. So our mission, I mean our vision, our vision, Unity of Farmington Hills is a spiritual community centered in God, gathered together to co-create a loving and compassionate spirit-filled world. Our mission shapes our today. Our vision prepares us for tomorrow. We prepare for tomorrow when we embrace our values. And our values are... Until one is committed, there is hesitancy. The chance to draw back, always ineffectiveness. Concerning all acts of initiative and creation, there is one elementary truth, elementary truth, the ignorance of which kills countless ideas and splendid plans. That the moment one definitely commits oneself, then providence moves to a whole stream of events issues from that issues up from that decision, raising in one's favor all manner of unforeseen incidents meetings and material assistance, which one could have never have dreamed would, ha would have come their way. So I ask those of you who'd like to be Unity of Farmington Hills members to please come forth. Anyone, or if you want to rededicate yourself, to please come forth. I know there's a couple online who couldn't make it and they're watching online, Reverend Victoria's online, and I think Steve and Carol are online. Hey, Liz. And I forgot to um, ask the prayer chaplains if you would get the flowers in the back and hand them to. So come on up. And we do have flowers that we will give to you. You have demonstrated your desire to become members of, uh, by coming forth. Now I ask you and the new members online to state the following commitment together. <clears throat> See it? I now make a commitment to Unity of Farmington Hills. As a member, I commit to uphold the vision, mission, and values of the church, to experience joy and abundance, and to practice sacred service. That was easy. 
I've developed a deep respect for the couplet by Johann Wolfgang von Gerher, Gerther. Whatever you can do or dream, you can. I'll say it again. Whatever you can, whatever you can dr do or dream, you can. Begin it. Boldness has genius, power, and magic in it. We acknowledge your boldness in choosing to become Unity of Farmington Hills members, and we acknowledge your heart and your spirit, and we welcome you. <clears throat> and uh, Sharon's going to give you, this is one of our prayer chaplains, she's going to give you some flowers. Yeah, because it's not. <laughs> give you a couple flowers. And then what I'd like you to do also is take one of the rocks from the basket in front of you, in, right here in front of me, and bless it with your hands and stick it in the, in the uh, container, symbolizing that you've become new members. And you're walking on the rock of faith. And then, can you turn to the congregation as we bless you? <clears throat> Let's rub our hands together so we can do our unity blessing. You can repeat it. Oh, it's up on the screen, too. Together, we love you, we bless you, we appreciate you, and we behold the Christ in you. Thank you for your commitment today. Oh, you can face me again. <laughs> Wait, I wanted to say a little more. As a senior minister here at Unity of Farmington Hills, I am so grateful to have you two beautiful souls be enfolded in our spiritual community, and I am grateful to be your new um, minister. Thank you so much for being a part of our spiritual community. Let's clap, let's clap. And now you may be seated. God bless you. <laughs> And by the way, we're almost at 200 subscribers on YouTube, so yeah. that is good. So we are growing there as well.
Letting go of every single dream I lay each one down at your feet Every moment of my wandering Never changes what you see I try to win this war, I confess My hands are weary, I need your rest Mighty warrior, king of the fight No matter what I face, you're by my side When you don't move the mountains, I'm needing you to move When you don't pop the waters, I wish I could walk haven't been moved yet. Some of us are in that space where, where the waters haven't been parted. And we are, whether it's our, our thing we're going through or someone who we love, some of us are going through that. We are in um, 
Women's History Month now, and there are a lot of women who are still experiencing discrimination because of sexism, you know, because of their, their, um, their sex, their gender, rather. And so that's something. And then, then, we, and then we just got out of Black History Month. So this, that song is so powerful because there's still mountains to move, there's still uh, waters to part, there's still heart to be healed, there's still shifts to be changed in order for us to have everybody so equally treated and so filled with privileges that there is no Black History Month needed or Women's Month needed. And I can trust in God, even if it happens, well, it probably will happen after I die, I still trust in God that it will happen. Amen? Amen. So I'm giving God a hand because I know God is at work whether we see it or not in whatever situation we are in, we see that God is at work. So I just wanted to acknowledge that piece. That that, I love that song, I love that song. There, that powerful trust is, is important in our lives, no matter what we're going through. I uh, heard this cute little saying that uh, made me chuckle. It was a study, and it said it was a, a recent study that found that women who are carrying a little weight, a little extra weight, live longer than the men who mention it. <laughs> I meant to miss to say that last week, and I didn't. I think I told Bonnie that joke, and it had me tickled for a little while. Um, and then Reverend Bonnie walks in the door as I say that. Hey, Reverend Bonnie. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So anyway, today I have, well, actually, this, the last couple of weeks I've been sitting with God wondering what to speak on, on new members that serve during our new member service to celebrate not just the new members, but this new family, because every time we bring in a new uh, vibration or you bring in a new uh, part of a family, it changes the whole dynamics of the family, which is a beautiful thing because it expands our territory as a group, right? And one of the things that I loved when I got here is that you, when I found out that you guys were doing affirma <laughs> affirmations, <laughs> was when you, when you guys did your first, the, the first time ever you did your affirmation for a minister. Was the first day I spoke here, <laughs> and I wish I brought the. Um, I wish I had brought the. Uh, did I? I have it. New minister affirmation. Huh. We give thanks for our energetic, balanced, spirit-filled, empowering, loving, and welcoming spiritual leader who enriches us, enriches our loving and vibrant spiritual community, and helps us to co-create a loving, compassionate, and spirit-filled world. That is a mouthful. <laughs> <laughs> when y'all read that, I said, wait till they get a load of me. <laughs> and then after I spoke that day, Olitha Stanfield kept saying, I want you, I want you. Well, you got me, baby, you got me, and I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> and I say the same thing to you who are new members. We got you now, and you, we're not going anywhere either. Amen. And you all are the answer to the, the affirmation that we affirmed. And those of you who um, even joined last year and within the last couple years since I've been here at least, we, that was an affirmation for our growth, I mean, an answer to our growth affirmation. So it goes to show you that God equips us with everything we need. Amen? Amen. So as we go into this uh, talk today, it's entitled Jesus Feeds 
the five, Jesus feeds 5,000. I'm taking a break for a moment from the parables because I just feel led to share this story because as we read this story, which you guys are familiar with the story of Jesus feeding the multitudes, right? Well, I, I see this from another perspective as I, as I was studying this because in the beginning of this story, it starts even before the title that says Jesus feeds 5,000. It starts when Jesus sends out the 12 disciples in Luke chapter 9, verse nine, uh, chapter 9, verses 1 and 2. It says that one day Jesus called together 12 new 12, uh, his 12 disciples and gave them power and authority to cast out all demons and to heal all diseases. Then he sent them out to tell everyone about the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. Now, there's a beautiful piece in this because when we see this piece, we realize that it, it, anything that we are called to do, and I promise you, you are all called to do something. There is nobody in this world, nobody in this world, even a baby who was born for a couple minutes, has some type of purpose on their life and some type of lesson they are meant to share, uh, teach and some type of blessing that they are meant to give. And all of us have a calling on our lives, every single one of us. And so when it says that he called together the 12, that's important to look at because it means every aspect of you has been called into this, onto the scene. Every one of us in this church has been called to do something. Even if your individual gift is different than someone else's, you got to have the whole in order for the, the, it to work. Does that make sense? Yes. Helen Keller, as a matter of fact, I love this. I didn't know how soon I was going to share, but I love this uh, saying that she has. She says that alone we can do so little. To that together, we can do so much. And I think in our church together, we have done a heck of a lot together these last five years. Do you know I've been with you guys for five years now? I have been here for five years. And that's amazing to me. There's some sweet business to me. And when we came together, I knew it was a calling on our family. I knew it was a calling on our church. And there's a deep calling on us. But the beautiful thing about everything that we are called to do is that it says here that Jesus gave them power and authority to cast out all demons and to heal all diseases. There's three, two things here. Maybe three things. Three things here. And I'm listening. So as I center myself, God, to hear what it is that you want me to say, I confess that I did not pray before I started speaking. So I'm praying right now, thanking you for bringing the message forth. In my eagerness to go forward, I went ahead of you. I needed to be prepared first. So let me let my human go aside, let the spirit come forth, and let you infuse me with this message, not me try to infuse you. And I thank you, God. I thank you, God. And so it is. 
So the beautiful thing about this is that it said he gave power and authority. And, the, and, and that represents one of our 12 faculties, right? We have the, tw- the faculty of power, which is a, represents the disciple of Philip, right? And that, that power is important because in our power is our response, our authority and our accountability and our responsibility for our own consciousness. So here Jesus is preparing these disciples in their own consciousness to be strong, not just to work together, but to work um, individually as well with God. You are only as strong as the weakest link. But if every, every link is as strong as the presence of God, you can never go wrong. So he authorized, he authorized them by giving them the consciousness that they have power and authority to cast out demons and to heal. And it, what it means to cast out demons, demons are, um, in other versions, it says unclean spirits. And all it is is a consciousness that is driven and caught up in false error thinking beliefs and ways of being. Does that make sense? And so out of that, you're creating situations that are connected to that vibration that are out of alignment with God. And it's beautiful he says this because this can lead to the multitudes that come to you. And actually, it doesn't lead to the multitudes that come to us. It leads to how we respond when the multitudes come. We're going to get to that piece in a minute. So what does it mean to have authority and power? This is important to me, and I will be going over it again when we get into month of, the month of May, because May represents the, power, the fact, spiritual faculty of power. Power is what you have in your mouth, I mean your throat. It's the power to speak forth over any circumstance, in any situation. And when he gave them authority, he taught them how to do it to prepare themselves for whatever comes their way. But the only way to be prepared is if you continuously use your power. Does that make sense? So that means that you have to continuously take authority and responsibility over your own mind, which means no one can make you feel a certain way. You choose it. You get that. Oh, they made me mad. No, they didn't. Oh, it's because of them I didn't do it. No, they didn't. We make our own choices. And your own choices happen according to how you're using your own consciousness. Does that make sense? So you are responsible, accountable, and have authority over your own mind, your own consciousness. And when God rooted them through Jesus, before they went out two by two to do these things, he made sure they were fortified in the consciousness of God. The only true way to be fortified in the most powerful way to use your voice is when you use your voice in alignment with God through your relationship with God, talking to God all the time. Does that make sense? Do you know you're using your voice when you're thinking? Like for real, for real. When, you, when you're reading something silently, don't you hear your own mind as you're reading? You're using your voice. So you got to pay attention to your frivolous thoughts and your frivolous words that come out of your mouth because you're speaking over yourself. You have the authority and you're speaking over yourself that which is happening. So you're the one that's the cause of it at that moment. And if someone says something over you and you accept it, you're the cause of it. Does that make sense? It's important for us to get that. The other piece in this, the only way to cast out demons is to call them out. The only way to call them out is to look inside. The only way to look inside is to sit with God. Does that make sense? And let God tell you that. Now, this is the thing. 
We are in charge of our own mind. So part of the authority and the mastery that we have is to master how your mind thinks. The only true way to master how your mind thinks is to look at who God is. Look at the power of God, the power of God's word, the power of God's creation. God is a creative mind with creative ideas that come into creative expression. You are a creative mind with creative ideas that come into creative expression. In order to step into your true mastery, you must be creatively aligned with God. Your mind must be aligned with the creative mind of God. You must be thinking along the lines of the creative thoughts of God. And your expression must be in alignment with the creative alignment with God. Does that make sense to everybody? So if I'm saying I, have, I, um, I am whole, perfect, and complete, and it's the first time someone asks me what's going on, I tell them every ailment that is listed down the line, I have just gone against the divine ideas, the divine mind, and the divine expression. Do you get that? But if you say how you feel, how your body is feeling, and then you speak the truth of your divine perfect wholeness, and then you get up and affirm that and act as if it is so, that is different. So as the disciples went out, they may have seen someone acting a certain way in their body, but they affirmed the truth in their consciousness of that person. They affirmed the truth and they acted the truth and they spoke the truth over that person. Does that make sense? And because they were aligned fully in their consciousness, the person, the people they were praying for were healed. But that's really talking about our thoughts when you look at this in an allegory. Does that make sense? Inside of you are the villages, are the thoughts that the disciples were sent out two by two to work with. Does that make sense to you? Going into your own consciousness, looking at your own thoughts, taking those moments to heal those thoughts, and as you heal those thoughts, you shift the demons, which is the false way of thinking into the true way of thinking. That's what they leave because they transmute, and then your body responds. Does that make sense? All healing is, re is related to the mind, seriously related to the mind. So prayer chaplains, as we pray, we lovingly listen from a space of Christ. We sit in our heart that is tuned into Christ, and then we pray speaking the truth through Christ. And then we let it go, and we don't address it again because we know that it is done. Amen? That's what they said. Okay, so now these disciples are prepared. They've gone out. So we are called, we are prepared, and then we are sent out. What is our fifth unity principle, y'all? Living the truth that we know. You are not meant to hold it in yourself and be all selfish and hold it. Oh, I'm going to use this to myself. I got all these prosperity teachings and all this. I'm going to keep it to myself. We're not meant to keep it to ourselves. We're meant to live it together. That's why they were sent out two by two because we're created to work together. Amen? Amen. Have you noticed here that when we set out to do something, it is always amazing how people come forth to help and volunteer. Have you noticed that? Like, do you need some help with this? Do you need some help with that? Do you need some help with that? And we may, we always, like when we got the 25th anniversary party together, you know, we're doing that, we have more than enough volunteers. Every single time we have more than enough volunteers, and it always works out perfectly because you all are coming together as a team. Does that make sense? And I celebrate that in us. I want us to look around this room. 
Just look around this room at everybody. Give eye contact to as many people as you can right now. And I want you to say, I'm thankful you're here. To each person, I'm thankful you're here. I'm thankful you're here. Without you, we wouldn't be here. I love you with all my heart. And I know you all believe that, and I know you are saying it. And you hear, when you hear from each other, you believe it, right? That is how you know God is working. Because you trust and believe what comes out of your mouth. Whether you really know the person or not. Your heart is infused with the presence of God. That is how you know God's working because as we talk to each other, it moves us. Do you get that? It moved you when you said that to each other, didn't it? It made you smile to each other, didn't it? You couldn't say that without smiling, could you? Because the heart was invoked in it. Now let's move over to, now that's a minor thing we did. We just said hi to each other and I love you and I'm grateful you're here. But when we go over to verse 10, the disciples come back. This is called Jesus feeds, uh, feeds 5,000. But it's beautiful because Jesus didn't feed the 5,000 on his own. When we are given a calling, we have our part to do, and then God does God's part. Let me tell you something that's big that I'm, I'm really, really getting. The biggest part to be done is not yours. So that part, ooh, I don't know, you don't know because you're not supposed to know because it ain't yours to do. So stop trying to take it on. Stop sending yourself out when you're not supposed to be sent out. Stop trying to take over and do things before you ask and you've been told to because it's not your part to do it. Wait until you feel it in your heart to be moved in to do it. Does that make sense? Because God has to prepare the circumstances and prepare you first before you step into it. Does that make sense? Now, sometimes you go through your stuff. You've been having a big time. You did everything you're supposed to do. And then you come in and you share an account. You share your testimony. In verse 10, when the, when the apostles returned, they told Jesus everything they had done. They were sharing their testimony. Then he slipped away quietly with, the, with them toward the town of Bethsaida. What that means is you always have to rest and rejuvenate. Amen? Yes, you got to fill up. But this is the thing. What you're filling up with is the eternal that you are. You already tuned into God, but when you expend it out and you get to the point where you're feeling like you have vapors, now you're trying to use your own human. You got to reconnect and tune in. Actually, you're always connected. You have to tune into your connection with God. Does that make sense? And when you do, you get recharged. Sometimes crisis comes after it, crisis after crisis after crisis after crisis after crisis, and it presses down and it presses down and it presses down, and you don't have time to rest. Sometimes that happens. And we see that here because it says in verse 11, but the crowds found out where he was going and they followed him. He welcomed them and taught them about the kingdom of God, and he healed those who were sick. Now look at this, what it says. When they came tired to Jesus, Jesus said, let's go rest. Let's go to Bethsaida. Bethsaida means a time of rejuvenation, a time of charging up. But then all these things came rushing in. 
the, the, the people came rushing in because they saw, now the disciples had gone out and taught, done miracles. Now they know the disciples are some sweet business, and then they go on with Jesus, and Jesus is some sweet business. So all the multitudes are following them, and they followed them everywhere they went. In one version, it said the disciples didn't even get a chance to eat. But look what happened. When they came, Jesus was the one that welcomed them and taught them about the kingdom of God. So when you are at your most tired, your weakest, and you're resting, let your mind go. Because Jesus, or the consciousness of God in you, will come forth and take care of it. Amen? Amen. You ever been sitting somewhere where you're supposed to be sleeping and you're sitting there worrying so much you can't even sleep? All these worries are in your mind. You can't even sleep. It's because you're picking up where you're supposed to leave it off and let God take over. Does that make sense? And if you let God take over, I promise you God will do it much better than you. Way beyond much better than you. And we know this because then later, uh, later in that day, as they got a little rest, verse 12, late in the afternoon, the 12 disciples came to him and said, send the crowd away. And said, send the, the crowds away to nearby village and farms so they can eat food and lodging for the night. It says, there is nothing to eat here in this remote place. First of all, when they said there is nothing to eat there, they made an assumption. There's always something to eat. presence of God is everywhere present. And when you think on God, when you speak on God, when you pray with God, you're eating the presence of God. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. You're taking it in and digesting it and doing as you were told to do. You're getting spiritual fortification and nourishment. We are always meant to be doing it. So it's never, that wasn't the case that there was nothing to eat there. Jesus tells them, verse 13, you feed them. <laughs> what? Can you just imagine these disciples looking out on the, it said 5,000, but I'm sure there were kids, uh, children, oh. baskets left. We are in this place right now where we are in the wilderness as a church. We have just done a whole lot of outreach last year, and we're kind of pooped a little bit right now. But we got this campaign for $50,000 to do renovations on our church. I've said that this year is a year of um, spiritual health and well-being, spiritual wholeness. There's times when you've done a whole lot of outreach that now you've got to do some in-reach. This year, that's what we're going to be focusing on. We're going to be focusing on the in-reach. We still have the multitudes to feed, but the beautiful part about it is all we have to do is bless what we have and then pass it out. God will divvy it to who it needs to go to. But if we bless what we have right now, as a family, as a group, and then do our part, we will accomplish what it is we're here to do. I heard that years ago, you guys had an endeavor to raise $70,000. Am I wrong? Am I right? Tell me, anybody was here during that time? Only Michael was here during that time? <laughs> were you able to raise that $70,000? Yes, ma'am. That will be considered feeding the 5,000. Now, a couple, a couple chapters ahead from this, they have another opportunity to feed 4,000, and the disciples are worried. And Jesus is like, seriously? 
where you're not there, you must have been there because there was 12 baskets left out and you walked off with one of those baskets. So do you not remember feeding off the leftovers from when we fed the 5,000? I'm here to tell y'all, we're going to make that $50,000. We're going to make it because we're committed to it. Amen? Amen? Am I the only one who believes it? Can we clap on it? I heard Reverend Bonnie up there clapping, and I know she wasn't just amening me because she's my buddy. I know she sees it in this church that we can do it. I'm here to tell you that every single thing that we have put our mind to doing, even when it seemed outside of the reach, we did it. There was a, when we were doing a silent auction last year, I said, well, how much do you all want to make? Well, maybe 2500 2500 What? How are we going to do something with that? Let's make it 5000 we did almost 6,000, y'all. But it was the work of the worker bees who were infused and blessed by the spiritual bee, the spiritual God in us, as we lifted it up in total trust and total faith that we can do it. Amen? Amen. The one thing that I realized was that this story was not as much about Jesus as it was about the disciples. The, the disciples had already gone out and done miracles, but when it came to doing this one, they felt nervous. This one takes all of us together doing it, just like it took all 12 disciples to do that one. All 12 disciples divvied out the food to the multitudes. All of us have to give together and do our part to get this campaign going. Now, it's important because you got to take care of the house first. Charity begins at home first. And when you do this at home, then you'll be fortified to do it out there. Amen? Amen. So one of the things that I want us to keep doing is every Sunday, I want you to remember, because when you do in, in reach, it means coming together as a spiritual community. It means learning and studying and, and getting closer to, get to each other. These disciples follow behind Jesus and live with Jesus for three years. Now, we're not going to live with each other <laughs> for no three years. But I want you to get to know each other. I mean, seriously. I mean, seriously. I know you see Nicholas walking up there, but eyes on me. <laughs> I'm putting things in place because I'm led by God to do it. I know it feels uncomfortable with things that I say sometimes. It feels uncomfortable for me to say it. But I want you all to start getting to know each other. Because unless you know you can, you, you can, uh, you got each other's back, you don't know we can do this together. And unless you talk to each other and get to know each other, you won't know that you got each other's back. Amen? Amen. Now, some of you already know each other well. I invite you and I challenge you to talk to people who you don't know well until you find something in common. I invite you to start with someone who is a different skin color than you. I invite you to start these critical conversations outside of Monday, the second and fourth Mondays. Because if you're too nervous to go in there as a group, then how about you start one person at a time in, in, after, during fellowship or somewhere in a church where you feel comfortable? I'm serious about this, y'all. 
If we are talking about being a diverse, welcoming, loving, spirit-filled, and empowering organization, company, I mean spiritual family, we got to do it for real, for real. We got to step forth and let God call us into it, empower us, and do it together. And we can do the, the 50,000, yes. But the biggest thing that we're meant to do here is to come together as a cohesive, spirit-filled, loving community. And if you can't come into a conversation, you ain't spirit-filled and loving community. We got to do this together. You got to pull yourself together, and you got to pull yourself into these conversations. If you're nervous to do it on the second and fourth Mondays, do it while you're here. Amen? Amen. I'm challenging. I ain't just challenging y'all, just y'all. I'm going out and doing it myself. I'm meeting other ministers who are other, other races and other types of denominations. I just did it Thursday. And I'm bringing, doing our best to bring us together as a spirit-filled world, not just a community, but a world, I got to do my part if I'm going to call y'all to do your part. And it's not always easy to talk to a white man or a white woman who I don't know. But I promise you, I'm committed to this. And I love you all too much to be a hypocrite, to ask you to do something that I'm not doing. I'm standing on the faith that we're going to make the $50,000 to put some new doors on this place, to make this place a little bit healthier, to put some new carpeting on these floors, and to get some lighting in here that's better. I'm committed to that because it's the best we can do in this moment with what we have. You bless what you have, and then you use what you have where you are, and we are right here in this space together. Let's bless each other. Let's bless this space, and let's do some doggone work in this community. Amen? Amen. I am ready to do some work together. I'm ready to learn who I am together. I am, I was going to say that. We are diverse. We are welcoming. We are loving. We are spirit-filled. Stand up, stand up, stand up. And we are empowering together. Say, I am empowered. I am entrusted. I am a powerful, individualized expression of God. Now, I'm yelling at y'all. Wait, uh, can, can we do this again? I am a powerful, individualized expression of God. Amen? Amen? Amen. Thank you. I love you all. you wanted the best of me the less I trust you the less I grow the more you love me the more I know I don't have to be afraid to show all of me all of me when there's hurting you show me what 
healing can do where there's hatred you show me how kindness can move where there's fear deep inside i won't run i won't hide i'll give you all of me so that you can see every broken piece and open up my whole heart whole heart and i love you with my whole heart whole heart whole heart number gonna let you in all the way to the scars beneath my skin and you don't look away cause you understand and you hold my heart with a gentle hand oh well there's hurting you show me what healing can do where there's hatred you show me how kindness can move where there's fear deep inside i won't run i won't hide i'll give you all of me so that you can see every broken piece and open up my whole heart whole heart and i love you with my whole heart whole The less I trust you, the less I grow. The more you love me, the more I know. I don't have to be afraid to show all of me, all of me, where there's hurting. Mm. Where there's sorrow and shame enter into the pain. Where there's hurting, you show me what healing can do. Where there's you show me how kindness can move where there's fear deep inside i won't run i won't hide i'll give you all of me so that you can see every broken piece and open up my whole heart whole heart and i love you with my whole heart whole heart oh, i'll open up my whole heart whole heart and i love you with my God, thank you, God, thank you, God, for our music team. Woo! Yeah. Uh, so our whole heart, I want you to gently close your eyes and open up to your whole heart of prosperity consciousness, knowing that God is the prosperity consciousness in you. So as we tune into what we're led to give for today's uh, love offering blessing, we know that God sustains everything. God guides us to give. Amen? Amen. So let's go ahead and take a deep breath. Let it come to mind what you're meant to give. And let's go ahead and affirm our love offering blessing together. If you need to open your minds, eyes to do so, please do so. Together, divine love through me blesses and multiplies all that I have, all that I give, and all that I receive. Thank you, God. Amen. Let's stand up. I want you to bring, to, we're going to do a, the virtual prayer circle. I'm just following God. Bring to mind who you feel led to pray with, not for, but with. If we pray for something, we're claiming it's not so. We pray with, claim, uh, pray with someone, we're claiming that it is so, and we're sitting and trusting and agreeing with them. Gently close your eyes, bring forth who you feel led to pray with, and call their names out. 
as we go into this virtual prayer circle, seeing ourselves, even those online, in this circle with us. Thank you, God, Roxanne, Dion, Ashley, Michael, Riley, Bailey, Colin, James, Ashley, Lisa. God, as you hear these names being called forth, you know our hearts are calling them forth because we are putting them in on your altar, surrendering them to you, knowing that the power infused in them is activated by the Christ in us to bring forth and call forth the perfect right circumstance in their situation, whether it's healing, whether it's resolution, whether it's finances, whether it's relationships, whatever way that you know their heart needs to be healed and restored and bring to a higher vibration to bring them into alignment with their truth. We thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. And so it is. Amen. All right, let's go ahead and affirm our prayer for protection together, praying it for not just us in this circle, in this spiritual community, but for the world. Touch your hearts and let your hearts feel the vibration there. And let's say this prayer together. The light of God surrounds us. The love of God enfolds us. The power of God protects us. The presence of God watches over us. Wherever we are, God is and all is well. Thank you for listening to this Unity of Farmington Hills podcast. We hope this has encouraged you, inspired you, and uplifted you. If you are unable to attend our Sunday gatherings but would still like to support our spiritual community, visit our giving page, unityfh.com donate.